Hello, everyone. I would like to welcome you to the Kaijin Digital Insights webinar on knowledge graphs and more analytics driven drug discovery using advanced biomedical relationships knowledge. My name is Mary Ann. I am the global campaign manager for Kaijin Digital Insights, and I'll be the host and moderator for today's webinar. Just some housekeeping to go over. During today's session, all attendees will be in listen-only mode to avoid any background noise during the presentation. With our webinar platform, you'll see several windows on your browser. There is a media player window that will be showing our presentation. Depending on the size of the screen, I would encourage you to play around with the sizes of the windows if anything is unclear or too small. You can minimize or maximize using the icons in the top right of the windows, or you can also enlarge them by clicking and dragging the edges. In the ON24 platform, there's also a Q&A section called Ask Question. If you have any questions for our presenters or regarding our solutions in general, let us know here. We will address your questions during a Q&A at the end of the presentation. If there are any questions that we don't get to today, we'll follow up with you by email. You'll also see several other possibilities to open other windows at the bottom of your screen. These will open up when you click them and disappear when you click again. Now, I'd like to introduce you to our speakers for today, Dr. Marina Besserboa and Dr. Andreas Kramer. Dr. Marina Besserboa, holds an MBA and a PhD in Biological Sciences. She is the Global Product Manager for Kaijin Digital Insights Data Science Solutions. Before Kaijin Digital Insights, she was Head of Product Management, Discovery, and Data Science at Informa. Prior to that, she led the Discovery and Translational Service at Clarivate Analytics. Dr. Andreas Kramer is a computational biologist at Kaijin Digital Insights, leading the development of machine learning and knowledge graph-based algorithms for discovery and clinical products. He joined Kaijin in 2014 with the acquisition of Ingenuity Systems, where he worked in a similar capacity. Prior to that, Dr. Kramer held positions in IBM and SHOT, where he conducted research and development in cheminformatics and molecular simulations. He has a PhD in theoretical physics. So Dr. Besserboa and Dr. Kramer, thank you both for joining us today. I'll now hand the presentation over to you. Hello, everyone. Today, we'll talk about biomedical relationships and how biomedical relationships data is used to power analytics-driven drug discovery, including such applications as knowledge graph analysis and other applications. We will first discuss Kaijin's new solution, Biomedical Knowledge Base, that provides our customers with leading biomedical relationships data. Then we will talk about various types of analytics-driven drug discovery applications. And finally, we will describe one of our research projects where we used biomedical knowledge base to build a knowledge graph and then reconstruct mechanisms of COVID-19 and identify potential drug targets and drugs. Before we proceed, please take a moment to review our standard legal disclaimer. 
Numerical relationships knowledge is required for innovative data and analytics-driven drug discovery. It powers biomedical knowledge graph analysis, artificial intelligence-driven target identification, and many more applications. However, biomedical knowledge is locked in thousands of publications and dozens of databases. Collecting, structuring, and integrating this knowledge is extremely challenging, as well as time and resource consuming. We at Kaijin decided to address these challenges with a new product, Kaijin Biomedical Knowledge Base. Kaijin Biomedical Knowledge Base provides our customers with the leading knowledge about biomedical relationships, manually structured and integrated from thousands of sources by experts. This is the data many of you know well. Kaijin Biomedical Knowledge Base fuels uh, Kaijin Ingenuity Pathway Analysis, IPA, which is our industry-leading omics data analysis and uh, interpretation software. For more than 20 years, this data was only available via IP, via this graphical user interface software. And now you can access it directly to power your bioinformatics and data science projects. As I mentioned, biomedical uh, knowledge base contains biomedical relationships. Here is an example I provide several selected biomedical relationships related to EGFR. You can see that in biomedical knowledge base, we have relationships not only between molecules, but also between different types of biomedical entities. Between molecules, between molecules and diseases, molecules and processes, molecules and canonical pathways, between drugs, targets, and indications. In addition to the fact that there is a relationship between two biomedical entities, we provide relationships, uh, relationship attributes, such as relationship type, for example, activation or phosphorylation, direction, which indicates if the signal in the relationship goes from one node to another, effect, does this node increase activity of another node in the relationship or decrease? Direction and effect are very important as they allow to, uh, to perform cause-effect analysis, such as predict effect of a target on normal and pathological processes. Then we provide information about directness. Is it a direct interaction or not? In addition, we provide experimental context, where the relationship was observed, in what tissue, subserial location, cell line, and what organism, as well as what experiment was used to generate the finding. And of course, source, where the finding was curated from. So here I show uh, PubMed as a source with uh, some uh, PubMed articles for the corresponding findings. So we looked at an example. Now let's look at the um, content overview. Biomedical knowledge base includes biomedical relationships between a diverse set of entities that are listed here. Drugs, targets, diseases, genes, chemicals, etc. For the entities, we provide entity attributes such as type, name, public identifiers, synonyms, and for uh, some type of entities, we have uh, entity-specific attributes such, for example, such as, for example, chemical formula for chemicals. For relationships, we also provide attributes such as type, direction, effect, directness, source, experimental context. And for some types of relationships, we also would have uh, relationship-specific attributes such as approval status, 
for drug indication relationships. And finally, we provide ontologies that describe how entities are semantically linked. Biomedical knowledge base includes industry-validated data. As I mentioned earlier, it powers ingenuity pathway analysis software, also known as IP, which is an industry-leading software for omics data analysis and interpretation. For more than 20 years, leading organizations have been using this data by IP to generate drug discovery hypothesis, and more than 35,000 scientific publications cite this data. Here, I have a summary of how we produce the data. There are two main sources of the data in biomedical knowledge base. The first is expert manual curation of biomedical literature and databases. Our team of highly trained experts curate uh, uh, full text articles. Uh, if full text article is not available in public domain, uh, we purchase it. The second source is expert integration of data from high quality third party databases. And finally, to integrate all those collected findings, we build our own ontologies. Because our data is manually curated, it is highly accurate. Manual curation also allows us to capture granular data. For example, we can collect relevant experimental context such as tissue or organism, even if it is described in different sections of the article or in figures. Such context information is important uh, for producing context-specific insights. Relationships in biomedical knowledge base are not only between molecules, but also between other types of biomedical entities, drugs, targets, diseases, functions, and more. Our relationships are also causal, which is important because it allows to do cause-effect analysis and, as a result, discover otherwise hidden hypotheses. The data is delivered in a convenient and flexible way. For example, our customers have direct access to the data. We provide R and Python wrappers to create the data. We deliver knowledge graph representation of the data and many more. By getting direct access to the data, you can combine this leading biomedical relationships data with your innovative analysis approaches and a wide range of advanced algorithms developed by the industry to power analytics and AI-driven drug discovery. Few examples of such algorithms are provided here on the right. You can also use this data to build analysis and data exploration applications. And finally, you can integrate the data with other data types and sources. The most popular among our customers' applications are listed here on the right. In the next part of the presentation, I will give you examples of how our customers use the data for each of the applications. The first application is knowledge graph construction and analysis. Customers use biomedical knowledge base to build a knowledge graph and then then analyze the graph either through exploration of existing paths or through predicting new links to identify targets and drug candidates for disease of interest to prioritize indications 
for a drug or target, to understand mechanisms of a disease or mechanism of action, for example, to predict uh, potential side effects and toxicity for a particular target. The next application is analytics-driven target identification. Many organizations now are building analytics pipelines to identify and prioritize targets, drugs, indications, to both produce otherwise hidden hypotheses and increase speed and efficiency. Our customers build uh, such predictive pipelines by combining biomedical relationships data from biomedical knowledge base with a wide range of innovative approaches developed by the industry. The pipelines produce prioritized drug, target, and indication candidates. There is another trend in the industry. Organizations build interactive intelligence portals that collect and integrate information about drugs, targets, diseases from multiple sources. Biomedical knowledge base has information that can answer hundreds of scientific questions about drugs, targets, and diseases. In this example here, customer uh, combined data from biomedical knowledge base, public databases, other third-party sources and internal sources to build interactive uh, target dossiers. Biomedical knowledge base serves information for multiple knowledge domains required for, a, for such target dossier. Organizations also look for innovative ways to stratify patients and identify biomarkers. Biomedical knowledge base can enable uh, one of such approaches. Uh, clustering and classification analysis of disease and treatment-specific omics data at the level of biological pathways and subnetworks, not genes. Such approaches improve uh, predictive performance, robustness, and biological explainability of results. And um, when omics data is sparse, uh, for example, uh, somatic mutation data, such approaches are really the only viable approaches. Biomedical knowledge base also enables uh, multiple approaches for mechanism of action reconstruction. You can both mine uh, molecular relationships uh, to identify key molecules, subnetworks, and pathways using the most advanced algorithms developed by the industry or your own methods, and mine knowledge graph with relationships between various biomedical entities to, for example, uh, predict uh, biological processes, uh, what biological processes can be affected by inhibiting particular targets. In addition to getting direct access to the solution to uh, biomedical knowledge base, we also offer services where our data scientists would use biomedical knowledge base and advanced analytics to answer your scientific questions around uh, target identification drug discovery, indication, prioritization, mechanism understanding, and uh, other scientific questions. Here is an example of such services project um, that was done for a top 20 pharmaceutical company. Uh, the company uh, had a drug uh, that inhibited a particular cell type, and they were interested in identifying new indications for the drug. We used biomedical knowledge base to build a knowledge graph and then applied machine learning link prediction algorithm to identify and prioritize diseases that are associated with or driven by activation of those cells.
So here uh, I'm going to talk a little bit more about how we deliver uh, the data within biomedical knowledge base. Uh, the data is uh, delivered in various formats. Uh, we provide it in as TSV files. We also provide SQLite database, uh, which is a lightweight uh, database uh, that each uh, data scientist can run on their laptop or computer without uh, a need and an advanced infrastructure. We also provide an off-the-shelf knowledge graph representation of the data. Uh, so you do not have to spend time figuring out how to build a knowledge graph. Uh, the solution uh, also includes R and Python wrappers uh, that make it easier to query the data. Uh, and in addition, we provide a comprehensive set of uh, example queries and tutorials that explain how to query and analyze the data. So next, uh, my colleague, uh, Andreas Kramer, will present one of our research projects uh, done using biomedical knowledge base. Thank you, Marina. Uh, I'm going to talk about a case study, study we did uh, based on the Kaijin uh, biomedical knowledge base um, that demonstrates how knowledge graphs are constructed and uh, analyzed. In brief, I will describe the case study about um, the effects of uh, SARS-CoV-2 viral proteins on uh, clinical endpoints. Uh, we will demonstrate how the knowledge graph is constructed from the Kyogen biomedical knowledge base, also integrating external data, and then proceed to uh, analysis of this knowledge graph uh, in order to create hypothesis networks using a variety of algorithms. Uh, we will also talk about, about uh, we will also talk about link prediction uh, using machine learning approach, and then finally use the hypothesis networks to identify existing drugs and targets that could be used to interfere uh, with the effect of uh, uh, SARS-CoV-2 uh, viral proteins uh, on the uh, clinical endpoints. endpoints. So the objective of the study is to understand mechanisms of COVID-19 and possibly repurpose uh, existing drugs. Um, the approach we take here is that we use known clinical manifestations of COVID-19. So certain uh, biological functions uh, or effects that have been observed in the clinic uh, in, in order to connect using knowledge graph analysis, uh, the viral proteins uh, to these endpoints. Um, the result will be uh, hypothesis networks that can be used to, uh, to elucidate um, biological mechanisms, but also to find drugs and targets that potentially interfere with those mechanisms. So this is shown in, uh, in this little drawing there. Uh, so we have the viral proteins that are part of the knowledge graph, and we have a number of clinical endpoints, which we connect to the viral proteins through this knowledge graph, and drugs would potentially interfere with this connection. And I want to emphasize that we explicitly distinguish here between inhibiting and activating effects. So it goes beyond simple connections in these networks. Um, the, so we have chosen a number of clinical endpoint functions, 70 of them, 
that uh, represent known manifestations of COVID-19. Um, so there are different types of those that could be biological endpoints that were observed in um, ill COVID-19 patients. Uh, there are some endpoints that um, are associated with the viral life cycle, cycle and the uh, corresponding host response, um, like replication, budding, entrance, and so on. And there could also be, uh, for instance, uh, yeah, biological functions or immune functions uh, that are hijacked by the virus itself for its replication uh, mechanism. And we also include uh, some, um, some pathways, uh, canonical or signal, signaling pathways uh, uh, that are treated in the same way as, as functions. Uh, so all this has been published in the paper you see on the um, in the citation you see on the bottom of the slide, uh, uh, which was published in BMC Bioinformatics uh, last year. So let's proceed. Uh, so the knowledge graph is constructed in the following way from the uh, Kaijin Biomedical Knowledge Base. So we have different entities in this knowledge graph, in this case, uh, drugs and genes and uh, functions. And when I say function, that could also, it's a very wide uh, um, term. So it could mean biological functions could also be, uh, mean uh, certain diseases. Um, so these knowledge graphs connect these different entities with relationships. And that is shown in the uh, picture you see on this slide. Uh, so the blue Blue part shows what comes from the collagen biomedical knowledge base. Um, so there are drug target interactions connecting drugs and genes. Then there are gene-gene relationships uh, and there are different kinds of relationships. For instance, expression, transcription, phosphorylation, and so on. Uh, and many of these relationships are causal in, in nature. And uh, also there are gene function relationships, which are also causal. Uh, I shall mention that except for protein-protein binding interactions, which are present in this knowledge graph, the causal relationships, uh, or most of the causal relationships carry a sign, which means that they distinguish between increasing and decreasing effects. So this knowledge graph also enables data integration. So for this particular, for this particular uh, case study, we integrated external data uh, about uh, viral host protein interactions. And that is shown in the um, sort of brownish, yellowish box here. And these are in the, uh, interactions or relationships between the SARS-CoV-2 viral proteins and, and genes that are integrated. And so this setup of a knowledge graph now enables to uh, run custom algorithms on it that, that are tailored to specific problems. And in this case, uh, the task of, of uh, finding uh, mechanisms that could show the effect of the viral proteins uh, on these uh, host functions. So here's an overview of the knowledge graph analysis. It, um, it contains different uh, parts. They're all put together and demonstrates different aspects of what we can do here. So uh, the first uh, point is that um, neighborhoods around the viral proteins are constructed. Um, 
also in a second step neighborhoods against uh, sorry neighborhoods around host functions are constructed and we put both of them together uh, and intersect these these um, individual neighborhood networks to build complete hypothesis networks in step three and then can also identify existing targets and the corresponding drugs in these networks and i will talk uh, about each of these uh, steps uh, separately the following um, so let's talk about the host gene neighborhoods around the viral proteins so we want to answer the question which host genes are most likely directly affected by the viral proteins and so in there are around 30 viral proteins we have cover 27 of them which could be connected and what we do is we construct protein-protein interaction networks around these viral proteins around each of these viral proteins uh, which are sub-networks of the knowledge graph and to do that we integrate um, measured um, viral host protein interactions uh, data that comes from affinity purification mass spectrometry screen which was published uh, about two years ago. And what we use is an algorithm that traverses the graph from the um, from starting from the viral protein to host protein proteins. But there is a, a tweak in this algorithm because we want to correct against bias in the hubs. So you can imagine that if I have a host protein that is called a hub, which is connected to many, many other host proteins, then then these, these interactions are not very specific. So we, we want to select for a more specific interaction and we, we use an algorithm that puts more emphasis on, on host proteins that are only connected to a few genes. And this is the way we, we then construct a, uh, a neighborhood, a limited neighborhood about, uh, around these viral proteins uh, with the idea that these are the host proteins that are um, most likely directly affected by the virus. So in the second step, we take the pre-selected uh, endpoint functions that, that represent known COVID-19 manifestations and also construct uh, neighborhoods, uh, sorry, uh, yeah, also construct neighborhoods around those and the idea is here that we identify the key driver genes that would causally affect that endpoint. And as I mentioned earlier, I, uh, so that distinguishes between activating and inhibiting um, causal effects. And the way we do that, we use a, a link prediction algorithm that is based on machine learning that selects um from the genes that are for which there are existing relationships in the in the knowledge graph uh, selects the most important ones but there are also uh, there can be genes in the neighborhood that are not not already connected in the knowledge graph to the endpoint function but their connection is predicted so and again we so there's obviously some sort of score involved and uh, it is important to emphasize here that the, the score, again, distinguishes between activating and inhibiting effects. So 
The next slide shows briefly how such a machine learning approach following prediction prioritization works. So in general, all these type of link prediction algorithms that operate on a, a network or a graph um, use some sort of some kind of representation of the entities. So in this case, uh, <clears throat> we are looking at two, enti two entities here, the genes and the functions or diseases. And these entities are represented by a, a vector which is called, usually called an embedding vector. And you just, just imagine that each gene and each function is just, is represented by in this case, around 500 numbers that form that form this vector. And all these vectors, all these embedding vectors for the different genes and functions are pre-computed in a training step, which uses the complete knowledge graph or maybe parts of it as training data. And the re results are then these embedding vectors. So once we have done this training and pre-computed all those, we can use these embedding vectors simply uh, by, by making to, uh, to make predictions. And the way this is usually done is that we, we compute what is called a cosine similarity score or derivatives of it. There are also more complicated choices um, that take, for instance, uh, uh, two, two vectors here, a gene and a function vector, just multiplies them and out comes a score that uh, you can use to, to make a, a link prediction. And we can do that for gene, genes and functions. We can also do that for, for two functions. So there are different incarnations in the literature of these type of algorithms. So uh, uh, one which is, has gotten some attention is called tensor factor, factorization, uh, where the representation, so these embeddings, uh, just encode over our connectivity in the knowledge graph. So the only information that goes in is the complete knowledge graph without putting more emphasis on certain things. Um, we have also developed our own uh, approach here, uh, which uh, is based on sign cause effect relationships. And the idea here is that we, the so we had a specific idea about what these representations are going to encode. So for the genes, we specifically want to encode their indirect downstream overall causal effects. So if two genes have the same causal effect overall, they are very similar to each other. That, that's the type of information that these embeddings pick up. And the advantage of this is and it's tailored to our specific knowledge graph here that we directly make use of these signs. So the scoring uh, for the link prediction will directly reflect whether uh, there's an activation or inhibition. So we recently published that in the paper that you see on the bottom of the slide, and that's the method that is used here. So going back, so we have so far generated the viral host uh, gene neighborhoods, and we have uh, generated the neighborhoods around the, the endpoint functions. And the next step now, we'll put both together. And so, and the questions we want to ask is what 
what would be potential mechanisms uh, for the effect of the viral proteins on the clinical endpoints. And that can be con supported by the literature evidence that lies underneath all these uh, relationships in the knowledge graph and which drugs could potentially interfere with those mechanisms. So what we do, we intersect the neighborhoods of the viral proteins and the endpoint functions. And then we also expand on this, these net, uh, so these generated networks a little bit by also uh, including some other high scoring genes from the machine learning, from the link prediction. Uh, and we use some derivative of weighted shortest uh, path algorithms for that. All the details are described in the in the paper. If, in case somebody's interested in, in doing the uh, going into the exact details. So, and then if we, when we constructed the hypothesis networks in that way, we identify existing drug targets in these networks, and we can easily identify also the uh, corresponding drugs. And, but in the next step, what we can also do, because we have taken into account the direction of effect. So the distinct, we distinguish between activation and inhibition. We can also tell whether a drug potentially would activate or inhibit the, the functional endpoint. And this way we can determine whether we actually, the drug would actually have the desired effect. Effect or the opposite effect. So we have done these for for about uh, seventy pre-chosen endpoints, and I show you the result here for um, one hypothesis network for the endpoint co coagulation of blood. Um, so the background for this is that there are clinical observations that of. Um, COVID-19 patients, uh, well, which showed a severe uh, coagulation of, of, of blood uh, in, and that's why this endpoint was particularly interesting. And the idea was that there might be some direct effect of viral proteins uh, on the co coagulation of blood. And we would like to identify what, what could be potential pathways are or, or, or so, so this is the network which is which is shown here, and a and a, a biologist could now go to maybe make sense of these interactions. So uh, it is not shown in the static picture, of course, but each of these each of these relationships, the shown as the arrows, would have underlying experimental findings, experiment underlying um, um, literature references that that uh, well point to some experimental evidence. So, so in, just as a side note, we also uh, annotated these networks by some canonical pathways that might be uh, affected in this, in this process. So, and in the next step, we can, as I said, we can identify uh, existing drug targets in these networks. And then also um, corresponding drugs. So this is shown here in this picture. The uh, in purple highlighted uh, genes are existing drug targets, and there are a few drugs shown that would target these drugs. 
and would also have the desired effect on the endpoint coagulation of blood in this case would su suppress uh, that, that function. So we did some kind of validation of, of this. So the idea was if you take all these uh, predefined clinical endpoints and look at the hypothesis uh, generated hypothesis networks and look at the targets and all the drugs. So can we, so what, what drugs are, are identified here? And at the time we, we wanted to compare those to drugs that were uh, currently in clinical trials for COVID-19. So this, this refers to about the end of, of 2020 as a time point. So we collected all these drugs that were in, um, in clinical trials at the time and asked whether some of them would be predicted by, these, uh, by, by our method. And we also, from the 70 endpoint functions in this case, we, we selected 24 where it was clear what the desired direction of effect was. And for some of the endpoint functions we, we chose, it was not quite quite clear which, whether we wanted to amplify or suppress it. But 24 of them, is uh, the effect is clear. So we used those and then, then collected all, all the uh, predicted uh, drugs. Um, so one point I want to make is that in the um, machine learning approach here, we have to concentrate on a certain subset of genes in the uh, um, in the knowledge graph. So the complete knowledge graph contains many more uh, entities, but we have to, in this particular method, restrict ourselves to genes that are actually connected by edges that, that carry an edge sign, so have a, have a direction of effect. Um, so that reduces the, the model and, and we can, within our model, we have about 100, so 110 drugs that were in clinical trials. There were obviously more drugs in or I'm talking about the corresponding targets here. So there were obviously more, more targets in clinical uh, trials there, but we can only make a prediction for 410 of them. And so, so what we see is that we recover, with our method, we recover about half of them. So that was somehow a nice uh, validation that, that uh, well, obviously we are looking in the right direction. So I wanna conclude. Um, so what I demonstrated here, what I showed here is how the knowledge graph can be, be used to construct focused networks that show connections between uh, SARS-CoV-2 viral proteins and, and some observed clinical manifestations. And the use of this would be elucidating uh, possible mechanisms and also identifying potentially interfering drugs. Uh, I showed uh, how uh, machine learning can be applied to the knowledge graph to make um, predictions about links and prioritize those links. And those predictions can then also be used to enable mining of the knowledge graph for the relevant content. That's basically what we are doing. So we make certain predictions, which tell us 
where in the knowledge graph to look in order to, to construct concise networks. And finally, this is an example that demonstrates how the Pyogen medical knowledge base uh, enables data scientists to develop and apply custom algorithms that are tailored to their specific questions. Yeah, thank you very much for your attention. We are moving now to the question and answer section. Please let us know if you have any questions about the Kyogen Biomedical Knowledge Base or the case study we did on the coronavirus networks.